you're going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy certain point if you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status we i mean i'm not even i'm not even saying eat meat but at least put some cereal in the milk come on <laughs> you that's like taking 666 the mark of the beast and redefining it like biggie tried to do and saying no it means this or that no, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Convenient, whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Bless giving. Acts tells us, I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We are blessed when we give and we should always be willing to give when we are blessed by the labor of God's ministers. Straightening this out. When preachers are preaching or, and they're feeding you or when a ministry is feeding you, then you should feed the ministry. You should give to the ministry that blesses you. Because you want to keep the ministry going. First Timothy 5 and 8. For the scripture says. Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And the laborer is worthy of his reward. So don't muzzle the ox and not let him eat. While he's treading out the corn. Or he'll pass out and die. Same thing. And the laborer is worthy of his reward. So if you got the preacher preaching. And nobody going to give him nothing. Then he's eventually don't have to do something else. Yeah. The laborer is worthy of his reward. Though we work for money. How many of you work for money? Though we work for money, we give for God's blessings upon our money. So we're not giving to get money. We work to get money. Job savings, etc. are not sure things. So we don't trust in our wealth. We don't trust in our ability to get wealth. Or what we have, but we trust in who? God. We trust in God. Can I keep preaching in here? Yeah. Therefore, we should always give, not just to receive in return. Let's stop that. Let's stop that. Let's just stop that mentality. I want y'all to grow up and be mature about your giving. So let's just stop that. I'm going to give and mathematically I'm going to get this back so I can pay a bill. No. My bill is 300, so if I give 30, 100 times that, add those zeros, carry the one, and God is going to bring that. No, we don't. No. That's not why you should give. You shouldn't even be thinking about getting it back. That's what God told us. He told us when we give to somebody, don't even expect it back. In other words, he's saying, you let me handle you. I'll take care of you. You just give. Man, I don't loan people money. I can't loan you money. I, I just can't because I'm, I don't want to have to come back. You know, if I'm going to loan money, I'm going to start a bank. Or I'm going to start a payday loan business. You know, we're going to get some contracts and it's going to be legit. But if I'm just helping you out with my personal, I can't just be coming up to you. And then you avoid me. We can't ever speak. <laughs> Where brother John, he's hiding down in the seats. 
Can't worship, don't want to raise your hands because that puts a target on your back. I don't even want to put you in that position. So, you know, that's why the Bible says don't, don't even expect it back. Therefore, we should always give, not just to receive in return. So we're not giving just so we can get it back. Why do you give? I give because I'm, I'm expecting it back a hundredfold. Well, then you're giving for the wrong reason. You should be giving because you love God. And you want to see his work continue. But to live a blessed life in his total care, not of our own abilities. So that's, that's why we give. We just want God to bless us. And blessing us doesn't mean finances. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Doesn't always mean that. We just want to live in his total care. Now, when you give, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. But it's not always you getting the return back a hundredfold, tenfold, twentyfold. When you give, it's like God puts a blessing on your ability to get wealth. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to do what? That he may establish his covenant which he sware unto the fathers as it is in his day. So God is saying, remember me because I'm the one that gives you wealth. Why did he say this? Because the children of Israel were coming into prominence. They were coming into something. They were coming into money. They were coming into great things. And God said, don't forget me. It's because of me you're able to get this wealth. If it had not been for me, you'd be back in Egypt. We should help those in need. But not every needy person needs money. Jesus said, to the poor, I gave the word. He said, to the poor, I gave the word. In other words, I'm going to give you the ability to come out of being poor and impoverished. I'm going to give you the word. Amen. Everybody that needs money don't need money. Sometimes they need a job. So I'm going to give you a word of wisdom and help you. Brother, uh, take a bath. If you want a job. That's, that's worth more than any money I could give you. If you want a good job, you need to smell better. Amen? Brother, amen? Cut your hair, brother. Shape it nicely. Amen. If you want a better job. That's the word. I'm giving you a word. You don't have money because you need a job. So everyone that is needy does not need your money. And we should not judge our giving by what we feel others have. Now that's deep. You don't want to take somebody out because you know that oh, they, well, they, they, they got money. Huh? I can't get amen. To because you don't know how people get what they have. That's what my mom always taught me. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they did. They may have flown to church in a helicopter. You don't know how they got that helicopter. They may have covered up care flight with duct tape. You don't know. You don't know how folks got what they have. Somebody may have gave it to them. That's right. Amen, but you're trying to judge them. You, you know, you're judging them by what they wear. You don't know. Half off half got that stuff. Now, it might have a big bullet hole in it, but... <laughs> you got the big man polo, and then look up close, and it's a, he's holding a tennis racket. <laughs> so, oh, okay. I thought that was Ralph Lauren. That's, that's Larry Lauren. <laughs> just don't know so you don't judge people by that amen amen don't cut your own blessing off like that blessing people and doing things for others will always look at somebody and say always Always. it will always bless the giver second corinthians 9 and 6 but this i say 
He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. And giving to the work of God's ministry not only blesses the giver, you, but it helps others receive the truth of the word. Amen. Y'all, I need y'all to say amen before I can move to the next point. Well, folk hate money messages, don't they? It's like, dude, you and my money. Well, I'm trying to help you, your money go a little further. It's good to give to the ministry and ministers that feed you. 1 Corinthians 9 and 14. Even so hath the Lord ordained. Who ordained it? Is that a capital L? So hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. That means the gospel, if you're preaching it, should take care of you financially. But how does the gospel get money? You're not going to defy these rules, okay? I don't care what you're thinking in your mind. You're not going to get past this. You know, but so many of us have been beaten up every Sunday. Leave church in bandages. Because the pastor is trying to pay his bills on your back. I mean, everything has a price. Sister so-and-so, I see your future. God is going to bless you once you start sowing. <laughs> You're like, oh, man. I'm going to lay hands on you, but, it can't, but there's something blocking. I think it's that purse. I think if you set that purse on the altar and get it out the way. Just everything. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just price tags on the seat. This is for the, the, the bountiful givers. You can't sit up front. Some churches have parking garages and they allow certain people to park because of their giving. Yeah, if you're a celebrity, movie star, you know, if you've had your shirt off in one of his films, then you can park in one of the parking garages. But those that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Now, that don't mean they should live like Donald Trump. And, 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 and God had to deal with me about that because I know some preachers who, you know, their congregations aren't that big, but they live very lavish lifestyles. One of them was a good friend of mine. And he basically told me, he said, brother, you know, people see the cars I drive. And he's like, brother, you know, people think that I buy these cars off the people giving at the church. He said, they don't understand. I'm a very, very wealthy investor. He said, and I take the little they give me and I turn it into a lot. And folks thinking, you know, they see it. So they see the car and they automatically assume, oh, yeah, okay, he's got enough. So I don't have to give no more. And you don't even know. This brother is investing his money and is able to buy whatever he wants to buy. That's what my mama always told me. She, she said, don't ever, baby, you don't know how folks get what they have. You can't judge people like that. So you don't judge that. You don't judge by what you see. You judge what God tells you, what the word says do. The principle of the minister living of the gospel he preaches is scriptural. But when money becomes the focus, the messages begin to change. Then it's time to re-evaluate. Amen. Now, I ain't heard me preaching no money messages in here like that. Calling out names of the, the, the givers and putting the tithers in the aisle and praying plan, a special blessing on them. Y'all just the regular people, see, you get just a blessing. 
But the tithers get an extra blessing that'll unlock <laughs> their finances. No, we don't do that in here. I don't believe in that. And I believe offering and tithes is the exact same thing. I, don't, I can't find scripture to prove that it's different. But when money becomes the focus and everything they talk about has to do with money, then it's time to reevaluate the church you're going to. Amen? Amen? And it's easy for that to happen. Pastor quits his job, wants to go full time. Then he turns on TV and sees a preacher driving something that he want to drive. So we need a cake sale. Then we need a bake sale. Then we need a roast sale. Dessert sale. Candy sale. Pickles and peppermint sale. Yeah. Car washes. We're doing all that so pastor can drive a Cadillac. <laughs> I mean, amen? Y'all, uh, am I the only one that came from that? It's the pastor's anniversary. We want to give him thousands of dollars. Amen. But the sign outside don't even say what the church really is because letters are missing. Don't say church is a kirch. The H melted in the sun. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all. Go in the restroom and it smells like Satan just used it. But the men's restroom is a truck stop. <laughs> Flies opening and closing doors. <laughs> it's locked. Who locked it? <laughs> it's a fly. <laughs> you got to bring your own tissue to the church. Got to use the weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Kleenexes. Oh, get you so and so. You're like, hey, in the middle of service? <laughs> something is wrong. Look at somebody say something is wrong. wrong. Something is wrong. The priorities are wrong, man. In the mega church era, members equal money. In the mega church era. You know, gone are the days when people would value the members they had and see them as souls now they see them as sacks of money just a whole bunch of bags of money in the seats when you're missing hey sister so and so we didn't see you Sunday oh well I had to go somewhere well I'm, I'm sending brother Earl over no he got a lust demon why are you sending him to that woman's house sending brother Earl over to collect the tithe y'all are laughing that is the truth. Gotta tell the pastor everything. I saw you ride up in that new car. You did not consult with me. Because you know that's taking money out of my pocket. Yeah, I heard Pastor. Y'all ain't never had a pastor say that? They say it. Oh, so y'all buying a new house? I don't think you need to buy a new house right now. Well, why, Pastor? Because we're trying to build God's house. What does that have to do with my house? Am I going to stay there? I'm just saying, you know, it's just not a good time. Then you got that giving couple that outgives everybody in the church, so they make all the decisions. You got to run it by them. Most of the time, yeah, they secret society folks. Yeah, they can do what they can be, whatever they want to be. 
psychics, whatever. They're just the biggest giver, so it has to run by them. We call them the Willises, so you got to consult the Willises. So the preacher's always looking at them when he's talking. It's like, y'all, we need new carpet. This carpet is just not good. <laughs> yes, we need new carpet. Y'all are laughing! That is witchcraft to the highest! Members equal money, so the feel-good sermons begin to become the flavor of the month because you got to make the members that's going to give the money feel good. No matter what they're doing and how they're coming, how they're making their money, you got to make them feel good. Prosperity is not a sin. But preaching half-truths and lies for the sake of prosperity is. Nothing wrong with prosperity. How many of you want to prosper? 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. And be healthy, even as thy soul prospers. So I need your soul to prosper along with that prosperity. When pastors begin to cater to the emotions of the people rather than preaching a truth-laden gospel, then they have become hirelings instead of shepherds. And this gives birth to the lukewarm followers. So in other words, the people turn lukewarm because the preacher ain't preaching nothing. He can't preach to you about marriage because he's getting divorced. He can't preach against homosexuality because his son, Lil Ray Ray, is flaming. He can't preach to you about going to the club and against secular music because he was listening to Lil John on his way to church. So he don't have nothing to tell you. The Bible says preach. The, the message Bible translation says preach. When it says preach in season, out of season, that passage in 2 Timothy 4. The message Bible says preach against the sins that the people are committing. Wow. That's the best interpretation I've heard. I know the Message Bible's got its, you know, issues like all of them have, all translations have. You just got to be smart about it. But I like that. Preach against the sins that the people are committing. Why do they need a preacher if you're not preaching and teaching them what they need to be doing? That's what we talked about last week. How are you going to preach it different than the premier preachers of the Bible preached it? How is your method of preaching better than the original writers of the Bible? They preached it. People want to kill them. When you preach it, everybody wants to just be happy. No, every now and then somebody needs to get mad at you. There's going to come a time when everyone in here, everyone, there's going to come a message that you're just going to be mad at me about. Hopefully you'll say, well, that's not him. That's God. Gosh darn it, heck. I just need to change. That's what I do. I'm working on the message sometimes. Oh, man. That's me. That's me. I'm smart enough to know I just got to change that. I'm not going to get mad at the word. Oh, this Bible stuff is just, oh. No. I believe and trust the word. So I'm going to trust the word and I'm going to trust the messenger that's giving it to me. If I don't trust that messenger, then he's not my messenger. Yeah, he ain't the one that needs to be preaching to me because I don't trust him. Amen. So there's going to come a time you're going to be sitting in here, your jaw's going to be tight. You're going to want to get up and leave. Don't do it. Look at somebody and say, don't leave. leave. Stay here and take it. Take it like a man. Women, you take it like a man. (laughs) Just take it. Just take it because it's going to make you better. Nobody's above this gospel. No one's above this gospel. Amen. Amen. No one is above this gospel. I'm not above it. I'm just preaching it. I'm the preacher. But it gets me too. 
No one's above it. First Timothy 6 and 5. He said these are perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds. These men are corrupt that are preaching this. They are destitute of the truth. Meaning there's no truth in them. Supposing that gain is godliness. From such, get away from them. Get out of their churches. That's what he said. Did he say that? Withdraw yourself from these people that are preaching that gain is we should give because it's right and we desire God to bless our finances. Not give us finances. Does that make sense? We're not giving for God to give us finances. He gave us a job to get the finances. But we want him to bless those finances. But we work for finances. Amen? Amen. Everyone needs a job. Our financial prosperity is contingent upon our work, our financial planning, etc. And so should the pastor's prosperity. Pastors should be taken care of by the church. And there's nothing wrong with people giving to keep the ministry afloat. However, the same standard that is expected on our job should be even higher for the man of God. Uh-oh. 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 He preached the same messages. He's got eight of them. And he takes parts from one and mixes it with the other. And then when he gets lost, he starts talking about the cross and Calvary. I just, boy, I just dropped a bomb. Y'all don't know nothing about this. I just, am I I meddling? I just dropped a bomb because I know the secrets. I know the tricks. He get lost. You're like, didn't he preach this last <laughs> month? And you ask the members, how did, how did pastor do? Oh, terrible. I hate this church. <laughs> you hate it? I hate it. Oh, I, Sunday morning sucks. <laughs> this preacher stinks. So I'm like, well, brother, why? Why you go there? They're not holding them to any standard. They actually enjoy not learning. Because it puts no responsibility on them. So they can be as worldly and as carnal as they want and have no conscience about it. Remember when you were young? You were scared to do stuff. You start getting scared Wednesday. To do anything before Sunday. Because you knew the preacher would get up and eat your lunch in that pulpit. Yeah, don't let them invite a guest prophet revival. You, you made sure your plate was clean. Because you was going to get called out. The Spirit of God was going to chase you down and scare you to death. You were scared to act a fool. Remember those days? Yeah, and then people, you know, the money thing has changed that now. Now when the prophets come to town, you know what's going to happen. Everybody's going to be a millionaire. Everyone. Everyone. I, I, see, I see money on your sister. I see money. Your hair is green. I see money. You smell like money. Your breath smell like change. I, see, I just see money all over your sister. I just, I just know that God is going to make you a millionaire if you just sow that seed. If you're going up there, going, why are you still sitting? You, you don't want it. You don't want no money. But if you wanted money, you'd have been up here. You'd have thrown something up here. You'd, you'd, you'd have gave something. That's what the prophets are coming to tell you now. Bernard Jordan and his ignorant son Manasseh and that foolishness they do which is just gay witchcraft. That boy done turned into Michael Jackson. 
he looked like one of them dark crystals. And he's up there. Um, um, there's a there, there's somebody named Willie. 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 There's a there's a Willie. 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 I just saw it. Uh, your leg hurts. Willie. I, I just saw it. Man, you on TV? There's a thousand Willies with leg problems. There's Willies that was born without legs. There's all kinds of Willies, man. What are you talking about, Willie? 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 Yeah, Willie? Willie? And if you if you would just if if you would give if you would call if you call and sow a seed, I'll give you the prophecy. But I gotta hold it back right now. I have to hold it. We were sitting there watching this boy do this. I just start praying against. Folks, phone. Your phone needs to be disconnected if you're calling this turkey. That boy is crazy. Manasseh Jordan is a fraud. Yeah, that's Benny Hinn's boy. He travels with Benny Hinn now. But the same standard that is expected on your job. If you're a liar and a cheat on your job, you're going to get found out and get fired. So if that preacher's a liar and a cheat, he needs to get fired from that church. Wait a minute, they don't need to re- and they don't need to they don't need to replace them with anybody just end it I don't understand that but what about the people what about the well where were they before him just just end it well you always got to put somebody in there amen we got to expect our man of God to study and preach amen when you go study he's all out on the golf course every day every day he's out there playing with different people in the church it's like pastor the message Sunday was whack can you please put your clubs up and go study you know what I'm saying we're just going to let the praise and worship go I just feel that the music needs to just just we're just going to have a worship we're just going in other words pastor you didn't prepare nothing let's just get up and say that I feel something prophetic. I, I'm, y'all, I was going to preach this. It's a blank sheet of paper. I was going to preach this, but God is saying no. Just no, 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 no. We're going to flow. We're going to flow. I feel a flow. Somebody come up after service. Uh, Pastor, ain't nothing on this paper. Put that down, sister. Church game need to end, don't it? It just needs to end. We ain't dumb. Anybody here dumb? You're not dumb. You know, amen. If I don't have nothing to preach, I'm going to come in here on that Sunday. I'm going to say, y'all, I, I don't have nothing. I think I've done that before. I'll just tell you, I don't have nothing, man. This is hard stuff. Especially when it's good. You be expecting that every week. You know what kind of pressure that is? If I check my blood pressure, I ain't preparing nothing. I ain't going to kill me. <laughs> Coming in, y'all, the music is going to play because I have nothing. <laughs> y'all know how I am. I'm serious. I will be the first to tell you. I'm not going to get up here and see. I, I just, no. Nah. Oh, man, I got time for games like that. Amen? Amen. You know, I enjoy preparing it because I learn. This is my time to learn when I'm studying for a message. So it's my time to learn too. So I enjoy it. But I mean, one, one of these Sundays and it won't be long. Y'all gonna look for me. <laughs> I'll be gone. <laughs> I'll catch you the next Sunday. Man, I had somebody tell me that one time. You know, I didn't preach one. Uh, brother, we drove all the way from Milwaukee. Well, you didn't listen to God. God would have told you he ain't preaching this Sunday. <laughs> 
time. You needed a road trip. You needed some vacation. Amen. Look at the mountains and the valleys. and Amen. You know, I'm a human being, right? If we ought to give and support a ministry, that, look at somebody say that ministry. That ministry should stand on the word of God no matter who's giving what or how much. Preachers should not be preaching based on the giving. Y'all, last week the giving was whack. So I'm only preaching 10 minutes today. Ten dollars, ten minutes. He's just an arcade machine. Like you playing Pac-Man. I would preach to you, but your giving is so bad. We're going to play a tape. Y'all want it? Y'all want it? Y'all want the word? You want the word? Get, get out the offering plates. Pastors should not change or alters God, alter God's word for the sake of gain. When we feel as though wealth is more important than the standard of God's word, then we have natural prosperity, but spiritually we are Laodiceans. We are wretched. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.